Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. This is Peacock. I love it! It's streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals. It's The Office. That's what she said. Chrisley knows best. It's going to be Todd's Way or the Highway. And Peacock original shows like Punky Brewster. Holy mackinole. So whether you're in the mood for every live WWE pay-per-view or every episode of Law & Order SVU... Peacock's got you covered. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kim and Kanye have officially filed for divorce. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association has zero black members and the backlash has been swift. And we're joined by Ellie Hall to discuss everything Harry, Meghan, and the royal family. It's February 22nd, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. And Casey, before we get into this, I have to ask, are you a fan of Daft Punk? And and does today's news mean anything to you? (laughs) I saw that they were splitting up and I was like, oh, this is really sad. This is like high school and college rolled into one for me. (laughs) They lasted so long together. (laughs) They're so good. I didn't never thought they would ever break up because they haven't been producing anything lately. So I didn't know why they broke up. I was like, what's the beef? (laughs) It's yeah, I feel so sad. But I got a text from a dear friend who's a huge Daft Punk fan. He sent me a picture of him him on our old roof when we were roommates uh-huh. with a Daft Punk leather jacket on. I was like, oh, <laughs> memories. And he goes, he goes, oh my God, that just made me cry even more. And I was like, why are you crying over this picture? And then I saw the news <laughs> and memories is the name of a song. So he thought I was like, oh. saying. So anyway, I'm not that smart, everybody. I just, um, <laughs> you know, really irony there. So anyway, just everyone go listen to some Daft Punk and we'll make you feel good today. All right, we need to start with Kim and Kanye officially filing for divorce. The couple, who had been married for six years, had been on rocky terms for a while, and in January, it was reported that the pair was effectively done minus the actual documentation. Kim is the one who submitted the papers for divorce on February 19th and has requested joint legal and physical custody of their kids and cited, quote, irreconcilable differences as the reason for their split. According to a source who spoke to E, Kim held off on filing for divorce because, quote, she wants to make sure she's making the right decision for the kids. You know, I feel like a while ago, this news might have, you know, broke the internet or rocked it. But, you know, it has been such a long time coming. It's been a very public 
situation, watching both Kanye and Kim separately and together. And so, like, I do see why it took so long because, I, you know, of her wanting to make sure it was the right decision. And I'm sure they made it because it is the right decision. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, what I think about a lot with their situation is that it's a good reminder that celebrities are humans that deal with the complexities and the complications and the contradictions of what humanity brings forth. And, you know, they've been going through their own ups and downs. Kanye West is dealing with some real mental health things that we should not make jokes about. And we should only hope that he's getting support where he can get support. But, you know, just because you're famous and rich doesn't mean life is perfect and means that you can make any marriage work. So I hope this is the best option for everyone involved. And I can't wait to see what the TV version of this looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, ahead of the Golden Globes, which will happen this coming Sunday, a new investigation from the LA Times is exposing the problems inside the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. One shocking, but not surprising in the least, revelation included that there are currently no Black members of the HFPA. In addition to the lack of diversity inside the HFPA, the organization's ethics have been called into question. This is because the organization allows its members to receive lavish perks from studios and networks whose projects come up for awards. One of these perks included a junket in France, which might explain all of the head-scratching nominations Emily in Paris received. I'm done. I'm over it. I saw Ava DuVernay (laughs) tweeting angrily about this yesterday because she's like, we've always known this. I'm so glad this is out there. But like, no shit, Michaela Cole was freezed out because there were no people of color. I mean, there are no black people. We have to be specific. There are no black people here. There are people of color, but there are no black people. And that's why anti-blackness radiates here and gets a baguette in Paris. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad that after your entire last week of bringing up Emily in Paris and Lily Collins every single day that it has come to its fruition. (laughs) So, Casey, it is my birthday month, it is Pisces season, and it is also Black History Month, which means my powers are at their strongest, so watch out. If I'm, if I'm naming things, they are coming to that, fruition. That was that was your Beetlejuice moment. You, mm-hmm. said, you said Lily Collins three times, and here we are. 100%. Before I go to bed, before I start my bath bomb, I go Lily Collins, Lily Collins, Lily Collins, because I'm trying to bring justice to Michaela Cole. So, anyway, there you go. You guys know my secrets. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's time to talk about the royal family. While everything we might know about them is from The Crown, or in my case, People Magazine, because my mom got it every week while I was growing up, there's some serious drama going on in real life. From the announcement of a second child to the official separation of Harry and Meghan from the family to their impending interview with Oprah, um, yeah, there's some big stuff happening with the royals. To explain everything going on in royal land, we've brought in BuzzFeed News senior reporter and royal family expert Ellie Hall. She's written extensively on this topic and writes BuzzFeed's royal family newsletter, Royal Tea. Hi, Ellie. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. All right, so for listeners who might not understand the drama going on in the royal family, there was some big news on Friday when Buckingham Palace announced Meghan and Harry had officially broken with the royal family. Sounds like a huge headline, but wasn't this what we'd always expected, Ellie? Can you break this down for us? Yeah, of course. So last year, Harry and Meghan shocked the world when they said they wanted to step back from the royal family. When they did this in January 2020, they proposed a sort of half-in, half-out idea of royalty, where they would be able to work and earn a living, um, because when you're a a royal, you're a public servant, you can't really do that. They would stop receiving taxpayer funds, because all of the royals are funded from like this one pot of money that comes from United Kingdom taxpayers. And they wanted to be able to live in um, in North America. 
to in Canada because Megan's from Megan's from California. And then eventually, as soon as like everything went down, they just lost all of that and said, no, we're going to be in America. Thank you. But basically what the queen said last year was you can't have it both ways. If you're a royal and you're a public servant, you're not making any money and you are following all of our rules. And if you're not, then I'm sorry, you're out. So this Friday, what the queen did was she said, all right, you're out. Like you can't come back. You can't be a working royal anymore, but you kind of knew this was coming. So last year when the queen announced the deal, she said to Harry and Meghan, like, no, you are not allowed to do both things. Like you can't use the word royal. How petty is that? Like they, they can't use, they can't use the word Royal in anything. They couldn't use their Sussex Royal brand. Like if they use the word Royal in any of their ads, they're screwed. Or like if they mention it on Spotify. Wow. So lawsuits. So the queen can sue them if they Damn, do. Damn, that is petty. That's so petty. Like they're, they're not, they're not allowed to use it because it's taking advantage of the Royal name. Okay. So if they don't call themselves Royals, this means they can do anything under the sun now. What does the future look like now? So... Harry and Meghan have signed multi-million dollar deals with Netflix and Spotify to create content. They're kind of following the Obama model where they're going to set up these big production companies and make social justice work. They also have a foundation um, and they actually just donated a bunch of money to Texas Relief. It's called the Archwell Foundation. Last year when Harry and Meghan said that they were leaving, the Queen said, cool, you're going to have a one-year review period. Like, you have a year to try this out. You have a year to live in America to try out making these deals, but you can come back at the end of it. Well, last week, some news broke. Harry and Meghan are sitting down for an interview with Oprah on March 7th. It's going to be 90 minutes. It's going to be mostly about Meghan, and it's going to be them talking about why they left, Meghan talking about what her experience in the royal family was like. So that announcement came out late Sunday night, early Sunday morning, and then the Queen made this announcement Friday. In 2020, the review period began on April the 1st. Like Harry and Meghan closed down their official offices on March 31st. So the one-year review period technically isn't over. I asked Harry and Meghan's spokesperson about the timing of this announcement because obviously like the review period isn't over yet. They directed me to the Buckingham Palace press office about the timing of the (laughs) announcement. Said I should ask them. Oh my God, I love this. (laughs) So much tea, like literal tea and fingertip tea, like so much going on right now. Okay, so because I want to keep talking about all the pettiness, uh, there's been a lot being made of the Sussexes' response to the announcement, especially this line, quote, we can all live a life of service, service is universal. Do you think this was meant to be a kind of parting shot as some of the British press is making it? Well, the British press will blame absolutely everything on (laughs) Meghan. Um, and, and, and Harry now, uh, every, every little thing they do is an insult to the queen. And there's a lot going on in the royal family this past week. So Prince Philip, the queen's husband, who is 99 years old, turns hundred this summer is in the hospital. They're saying it's not coronavirus related, but Prince Charles visited him yesterday. He's still in the hospital and he's old. Uh, Princess Eugenie, Harry's cousin had a baby boy. Anyway, lots of stuff going on in the royal family. Last week, Harry and Meghan issued a statement immediately after the news came out that they were out of the royal family because there was something very specific about this. By them no longer working for the royals, they can no longer have patronages. They can no longer be patrons of royal organizations if they're officially out of the royal family. Patronage is basically a member of the royal family goes to a charity, an organization is like, I am your person. Like, I am your leader. I am your mascot. I'm going to go to your events and raise money for you and just be publicity. Like, people will pay attention to your events because I'm a royal. Harry and Meghan had some of those. Harry had military ones. And this is the big thing that where everyone's like, oh, this is very petty. Harry is a 10-year army veteran, and he had lots of ceremonial roles as head of the Royal Marines, among other things. 
the queen took all of them away from him. And, you know, they're going to go to another member of the royal family. All these things that are really important to Harry and Meghan, the charities they worked with during their 18 months in the royal family, they no longer are allowed to support them, like, professionally. They have to only do so in a private. I am so mad right now. Well, you know what's even, you know what's even crazier? The charities weren't given heads up. None of these charities or organizations were given heads up that this was happening. That's why it's so petty then. They're not even thinking of the charities. They're thinking, oh, God. On Friday, all the charities put out statements being like, hey, so we really liked working with Harry and Meghan. Um, This isn't happening anymore. Cool. Thank you so much for everything you've done. It was very obvious. And people confirmed that, like, the charities and these organizations were not informed. It just happened. Like the rugby league. Harry's head of the rugby league. They're hosting the World Cup this year. All right. Well, we'll be right back to talk about how the queen giveth and taketh away <laughs> from the royal family members. <laughs> Stay tuned. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hey, Lethal listeners, Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us your attention, we need everything you got fast. Waiting on reparations, we be the illest podcast. Tune in every Thursday, politics and wordplay. We fight for the people because they got us in the worst way. From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye. From the left enclave to what the neocons say. Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation. And, and break us off with some bread because we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Ellie Hall about Harry's official break with the royal family. Before the break, you mentioned Harry and Meghan's relationship with the press, but Meghan won a small victory against the Mail on Sunday. Can you explain what happened there? Totally. So last year, uh, Harry and Meghan, well, Meghan specifically, but Harry and Meghan released a joint statement saying that they were suing the Mail on Sunday for publishing a letter that she sent to her father right after the royal wedding. I'm sure you remember Thomas Markle, highly problematic, Megan's father. She's biracial. This is her white father. Her mother is black. And he was going to go to the wedding, and then he wasn't going to go to the wedding. He staged photos of paparazzi. He was basically an embarrassment. And he was talking to TMZ, talking to everyone. And Megan wrote him a very heartfelt letter saying, Daddy, please stop this. Like, stop talking to the press. Please talk to me. Please call me. 
Um, like you had a heart attack. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, the TLDR is that Megan's friends gave an interview to People Magazine where they referenced a letter that she had sent her father. It was a defense interview. It was like, hey, Megan's not this person you think she is. She's really great. And she wrote a letter to her father saying, you know, please stop all this. I really love you. It was basically supposed to be Megan is good. She doesn't, she hasn't abandoned people. We love Megan story. Well, Thomas Markle went to the mail on Sunday because he had the letter. He's like, this letter makes me look bad. You can publish the letter. So the Mail Online published this private handwritten letter that Megan sent to her father asking him to stop talking to the press. <laughs> and they published excerpts from it on Mail Online and the Mail on Sunday, and they made Megan look bad. This was part of Harry and Megan's whole thing. They said, you published excerpts from this that made her look bad. But Britain has really different privacy laws than um, the United States. Like, There's a reason why whenever this big celebrity biography comes out that's really scandalous, like celebrities will go to the UK to sue. Like Tom Cruise went to the UK to, to sue when a book about him in Scientology came out. Megan sued saying that they violated her privacy by publishing this letter and also that they violated her copyright. Like this is her document. Like she wrote it. You had no reason to publish it. She asked the judge for summary judgment, which basically means the judge looks at everything and says whether this is a case or not. And if it's not a case, then the case is over. That was what happened on Friday. The judge had been looking at all this evidence for almost a year and said, no, 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 mail on Sunday, you violated her privacy. Like this parent company, this newspaper parent company violated her privacy and her copyright by publishing this letter. So that's happened. And they haven't discussed damages yet, but Megan has said that any damages she gets will go to an anti-bullying charity. Love this. Megan Markle stays making the right choices all the time. I say this every day. All right. So before we let you go, because you have so much team, we can talk about this forever. I want to talk about the new baby that's on the way. They made the announcement that they're expecting their second child on Valentine's Day. So do we have any idea what the reaction has been from the royal family over in England so far? Um, well, the, the curious thing about this is that it does look like Harry and Meghan only gave the family a heads up that they were going public right when they went public. Because uh, the royal family didn't announce an official statement. Norm normally when pregnancies are announced, they'll put out this blanket statement saying, oh, the parents are so happy, grandparents are so happy, the queen is excited to have yet another great-grandchild. We didn't have that here. We had Harry and Meghan release their photo and their announcement confirming the second pregnancy. And then the palace just sort of said, yeah, we're happy too. And they didn't make it official. Like They just talked to reporters. So I think with this, Harry and Meghan are making it very clear, like, this is their California baby. This is their, their child. They are part of the family. Because that's the key thing about this. Even in everything, the queen has said, they're parts of my family. Like, Harry is my grandson. Archie and this new baby are still going to be my great-grandchildren. I love them very much. They're still in the line of secession. They have not been removed from that. So uh, Harry and Archie and their child are still in the line of secession. Um, and they're okay. still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Oh, wow. So does this mean that they have to abide by the naming rituals that usually kind of plague new babies in the royal family? Like, or can he just be any name now? Well, they kind of did that already with their first child. Oh, yeah. Archie is like, yeah, Archie's not traditional. Yeah. No, it's Archie Harrison, which apparently they did because Harry's son, Harrison, Archie Harrison, Mountbatten <laughs> oh, Windsor. Uh, yeah, no, I think they're going to give whatever the baby's name will be. It's going to be exactly what they want to name the baby because they did it before. I remember it was actually funny. Uh, the BBC accidentally announced and tweeted that the baby's name was Archibald instead of Archie because they just, like, the, the British press could not handle the fact that this baby might have a name that's not pretentious. Wow. 
I love this. And what you just said there, you know, they're going to keep doing what they're going to do with this name, but that is like the general theme of this relationship. They're doing whatever the hell they want, and they have taken Netflix and Spotify to the bank, honey. So get into that bag, <laughs> Megan. Get into that bag. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, it's great to sip the tea that you always give us. I'm here for all of the royalty. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, I will always find a way to bring up Lily Collins and Emmeline Paris forever on the show. (laughs) Great. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, Head over to NFLShop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLShop.com. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, visit Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happen. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.